Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Chooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. Hello. (laughs) Hello. I'm eating a muffin. Mm, I have pizza and coffee and an energy drink and an open can of soda. I might have a drinking problem. We have a caffeine problem is what that is. Yeah. All things with caffeine in them. So Toasty, you have seen this and I don't know how to share it beyond sharing it to the robots radio discord um, in our cyberpunk channel, but I did it. I created the female Toasty Nomad V. I know. I'm not going to lie. Dude, you're kind of cute. I'd fuck myself straight up. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that and I was like, I'm attractive. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, you look really good, especially in that opening shot with the, in the mirror and everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We need a f- what's what's a good female toasty name? Oh god, toasty. Toasty's gender neutral. Toasty is gender neutral. Okay. Toastina, tostada. You're see- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I haven't magically become I don't know Latina or whatever. So no. You know what I'm what I'm gonna do, right? What I'm gonna do. No context. The middle of recording this. I'm going to drop it in there. Drop what? The picture of me. Oh. <laughs> Female V. T- <laughs> Toasty. I'm just going to drop it into the Discord. The, the, the Lorecast channel. No words, nothing. You hear this episode, you know what that means. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Oh. So go check out the picture there. Maybe, maybe we'll actually post it on Twitter because I never fucking post on Twitter on the Cyberpunk Lorecast Twitter. Fair enough. We should we should do that. We should do that. All right. Other things that we should probably get to tonight is talking about wrapping up the Phantom Liberty ending. So tonight we are actually talking about the endings to phantom liberty we go on a mission called the killing moon this is going to be the wrap-up of toasty's first playthrough 
And it is so important that if you don't want to be alerted to what is going to happen. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. That <laughs> is an audio clip we have used in every episode of Two Girls, One Ship. That is N7 The Legend doing our fucking spoiler alert. So here we are. Let's get into the Killing Moon. Yep. So Killing Moon specifically is the uh, quest that follows after choosing to betray Reed um, when you are extracting the Neuromatrix. Um, so post-escaping and uh, getting Songbird out of there and into her car um, so that she can drive away, you wait. Um, I don't know if time varies depending. Um, I specifically waited two days after that mission, um, and I got a call from Reed uh, who told me that I was a huge disappointment. Thanks, Dad. Um, but that we are helping, that I am helping a traitor um, and is just riddled with that blind loyalty to the FIA and Myers that <laughs> just <laughs> stayed with him for his uh, ever since he started. We don't know when he started, but like he's just always been like this. Yeah, the blind loyalty and like again, major kudos to Idris Elba for being able to pull out these emotions not only voice acting on a video game, but over a freaking phone call. I felt the disappointment and I felt bad. Eh, well, I am used to disappointment, so it's not too bad. Uh, but anyways, um, well, we'll have to we'll have to talk about like his performance later on towards the end of this episode, like with the mocap performance. Because damn, uh, but yeah, um, I told him that I'm just trying to do the right thing, um, and we get threats. FIA is going to find us. You know, I'm. I'm I'm rocking with Johnny, even though apparently, according to my percentage, I'm really not. Um, whatever, I've literally just been trying to like, kind of share his mentality, or I, don't, I thought I did everything, but I guess I didn't. I don't know what the fuck I've been screwing up in my game, um, but it's upsetting. Uh, but yeah, so I'm on that like I'm just gonna fight till the very end uh, kind of thing, and. I didn't know this because I don't think I picked this option last time. Motherfucker brings Jackie into this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, you have no fucking right to do that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, it's very, very rude. But again, he's trying to reach to you from an emotional standpoint and manipulate you to going on his side. And bringing Jackie into this, you don't want to lose another partner. Come on. Yeah, it was it was just very rude. Um, but I waited another two days after this phone call. Finally get contact from Somi through the relic. Um, and it's time to go meet up with her. Uh, she's camped out behind in 54 News. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think this part was kind of, it kind of got me a little bit. 
because I related a little too hard to this line because of how often it gets used in my life anyways. Um, Cause you kind of check in on her too. You can be like, like, are you like, are you doing all right? Uh, and she responds with, it is what it is. And I was just like, that ain't a line that is that one. And like, fuck it. We ball just gets thrown around so often. Like it's like, Oh yeah, no life fucking sucks. But it is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Um, we go find her uh, behind the N54 News building. Uh, she's not looking good. I mean, she definitely stole Batty. She looks very good, but like, like medically speaking, not so good. I did put this in the notes <laughs> specifically. My thought, I was like, well, I mean, like, eh, you know. Uh, she's, she's changed. She got like the green, like see-through like vest or, or suit jacket, which like the color I could do without probably, but like she pulls it off. Quit sexualizing the mortally wounded person. I'm not sexualizing her. <laughs> what part of talking about a suit jacket is sexualizing <laughs> I'm saying that despite her medical condition, her fashion sense is still on point, which is very important to me. Style over substance. Exactly. Um, but that's not true at all, because there's so much substance coming up in this uh, next <laughs> next bit. Um, you can choose to tell her about Reed if you want. I, of course, did, because I feel like she needs to know that uh, where he's at. Um she refers to it as him negotiating by the book, <laughs> which basically, um, and like, you can kind of get a little bit more out of her by saying like, like he still seems like he like cares about you. And she responds by saying that like him caring about her is simply a means for him feeling good about himself mm -hmm. because and like we'll talk more about this but i mean she has a point he needs a cause and uh he needs a purpose to feel worthwhile yeah and this will come up at later parts like a couple different parts after like towards the end of this um is crazy and it's like yeah no you it's the it's the craziest thing right is i feel like and it's a really cool the way they did this is that you really like siding with so me you don't get as much of her story as you do if you betray her later and like you won't see as much of like and like you can kind of get snippets here but like this siding with so me really does show you reed's character and who he is. So you have to betray the person you want to know, like that you end up knowing more as a character through this expansion, mm -hmm. which is, is, is crazy. I guess maybe it's just the sense of like seeing it from like the un, the untainted, like, like image that you're like given because yeah. like, you're no longer seeing what Reed 
because you're not working with Reed here, so he can't hide the stuff he wants to hide anymore. You're seeing what he can't keep away anymore, or he's so like stuck he that you can see. He doesn't have as much influence over you when you've sided with her. He can't only show you the good parts or, you know, hide the negatives he's got to just like the way that he talks to you is different and the way that you interact with him feels different. And I kind of, I I love that. I love the fact that we get more, a different viewpoint from no matter what path you're taking, it's a completely different experience and you learn so much um, going through each of them. Yeah. Um, when she says this, you can respond by saying like, or I think V just automatically, sorry, responds with the like so young yet so jaded to which songbird responds. You're so tiny said the Pico bot to the nanomech. Now I don't know what a Pico bot is. Uh, the nanomech one is pretty self-explanatory, but like based off a little bit of research that I did, it seems like it is a smaller variety of like robot or drone so it's you know by her quote it is her basically saying you're so tiny said the tiny thing to the other tiny thing uh so i think calling the kettle black you know it's all along the same lines of those basically saying like yeah you're one to talk because you're the same like and it's like you kind of in Night City, you kind of end up that way, or you end up dead. There's really no, like, either or here. So, I just thought uh, that, like, was a very, like, specifically, like, cool, like, bit of dialogue there. Um, but anyways, we head over, or we're starting to head over to, to NCX, um, the spaceport, um, to get Somi on a shuttle to a black clinic on Luna. Um, where they'll quote use the neural matrix to save her. Um, gotta get, gotta get him uh, on the sneak tip, as my friend X would say. If you don't know X, you won't get it probably. Um, but she does get a bit more into her like guilt about like all the people that she hurt, um, even so much as to wonder if it's possible not to hurt people, um, which is a Damn good question. Um, especially in a world like cyberpunk where, cause normally if in real life, we tend to hurt people without knowing it or without intending to, but it still happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like we can make efforts, learn from that to try and not do that. But you know, it still ends up happening occasionally. And whatnot is cyberpunk. It's, much more extreme it's not just like hurting someone's feelings or like anything like that like actually like there's violence and like lives at stake that constantly get put on the line it's like that's pretty rough that's a pretty (laughs) i can't answer that question for you but you're probably right uh so (laughs) me at least in this world unfortunately um, she has a seizure. You hit an air hypo uh, on her, which she specifically, I didn't catch this the first time, but I like replaying it through and everything. She says Reed's name. She doesn't say anything after that, 
but she just says read. And I was like, like, I'm assuming this, this is like her flashing back to like a memory Oh, before yeah. from working with him, like where maybe she got injured and he had to like tend to her, you know? So uh, it was, it was just cool that that happened. It was just a small little thing. Um, but she basically tells you, she's like, she's super overwhelmed at this point. She can't even form like complete sentences anymore, really. But she does say, I don't want to die. Which, I mean, for V's whole story where we're adding it, like that resonates a lot, I would imagine, with the character of V. I mean, I think that I believe in like the ending, one of the normal endings where like you talk to Johnny and alt in like in the net, like in um, Mikoshi. Yeah. I believe that there is a dialogue option for V to tell Johnny that they don't want to die. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, resonates quite a bit. Um, but regardless you get there, um, you have to give up your weapons before you enter the place, which definitely brings back some flashbacks of Compeki Plaza. Um, so, <laughs> but woo. also very, very Love. real world. You can't enter into the airport <laughs> with all your guns. No, for sure. But like V specifically does have a line of like, Oh, this reminds me of something like, so like V can remember that, like whatever you have to give up your guns to Delamain before going in, it's just like, it's, it's starting to do the same thing. Um, it's, and yeah, there's going to be some definite similarities um, as <laughs> you get further in. Um, but you got to go through security. Um, basically, you can't say any of the other shit um, or <laughs> somebody gets really upset with you. <laughs> like you just have to do like the main dialogue option. Because <laughs> yeah. things is like, we'll power down your non, your, uh, any like non-essential cyberware or something and you can ask about it and they're just so me it's just like v knock it off <laughs> okay my bad uh, i want I dialogue options i gotta learn all the lore damn it let me talk to this guy so me well i was a little too scared because i did have a body option to threaten the security guy i was a little too scared to take that one even though it was blue so I know it's like not as consequential. I was still like, I feel like something really bad's gonna happen here if I do that. So I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, you can also hear a really funny like exchange from like the guy in front of you where they're like, he's upset because they're powering down all the cyberware um, and he doesn't see a Mr. Stud as the type of cyberware that needs to be powered down. <laughs> My dude, or you <laughs> just it's so funny to me. He's like, You're gonna power down my dick? You can't do that. <laughs> Are you planning on using it, sir, while in the airport? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> um. But after you walk through security, uh, there's specifically a, like a thing. Johnny's standing there, and he's like, look at all these sheep. Bah, bah. 
Like he makes the bar sound. And he's like, they don't even know that like in a few minutes, this, uh, there's just going to be open gunfire <laughs> let loose in here. And I was like, okay, so Johnny can see the future for sure. Got it. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It, n- nothing ever goes smoothly in this game. So it makes sense that something's going to get messed up, but it's just, it was, it was crazy, especially the, the making the sound of the sheep. Um, we have to sneak through the vents to get through to the Tyco terminal. Um, nothing really crazy here. You like sneak through. I think, I don't know if you can just like fight the guards. Maybe I just, I play a sneaky character. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to sneak through, knocked out a couple of them. Um, but mostly just like went through, didn't get detected. Um, your cyberware comes or not all of it, but like, uh, some of it, like my optical shroud came back online at this point. So mm-hmm. it made it a bit easier. Cause I can just, you know, turn invisible, sneak past the cameras. Um, I am curious because you put a note here. I did. And I missed this. <laughs> oh, okay. So a couple of, actually, it's really interesting that you and I played through this a little bit differently. And I think that's totally because of our mindsets for this. You were able to easily sneak through. I took a different route where I found a uniform and uh, then stole an ID badge, and I was able to walk through as an employee. So it didn't matter. Oh. Um, so I went that route. And then when going up through the stairs, so if you're trying to sneak through, obviously you're going straight to your objective. But instead, if you go up a different route, you can find a very, very touching um, Witcher Easter egg. And it is a shard called the Last Wish. Uh, hey, I can, yeah, I can read it here. Ever since we professed our love to each other, up at the very top, with a view at the whole world, I knew right then and there that nothing could separate us except death. If you're reading this letter. It means that the time has finally come. My final wish is that you take my ashes to the moon and scatter them from the highest peak as you gaze at the stars and think of me. Why? The letter signed the letter Y. So. Damn. So Unifer died. Yep. And then in a box. Next to the data shard is an ashes urn covered with flowers and gilted accents. Um, so, yeah. So what you're telling me is that the team at CDPR is Team Unifer. Yeah, that's what that that that's my interpretation, too. Um, okay. But also, <laughs> yes. Um, it's also kind of interesting to kind of put everything all together because we hear the Witcher theme music on the phone. Siri, you can see Siri clearly in a picture in a drawer. It's not even trying to pretend that magazine. it's not her. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Um, there are so many little things that tie both of these universes together. And I'm not even going to touch on like the hidden, um, the hidden warehouse and all of that stuff. Like there's this huge universal connection. I mean, it's, it is a thing like a, like a commonly believed thing that like they kind of hint to the existence because we know that the Witcher, like, it's connected. There's multiple worlds that are kind of like floating in like this ether, um, mm-hmm. you know, the different spheres as they call them. And like Siri has traveled to a specific one. She talks about it in Witcher three that has flying cars and like metal structures up to the sky. Like she describes a very cyberpunk sounding world. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is entirely possible. What if it what if it wasn't Geralt who brought these here? But like <gasps> you know, there's a dead Geralt and then Yennefer like was still around uh or they like died at the same time or something and Siri came here. <laughs> oh. Cause she couldn't live in a world where Geralt and Yennefer were dead. Oh. Now I'm super sad. All right. Yeah, depression. Depression. <laughs> Should we make yeah, our so. little songbird fly really quick? Anyways, yeah, we use a fire hose to pull songbird up along the side of the building. We nearly drop her because of relic malfunctions. Um, not a good time. Can you not? Granted, I can understand there being relic malfunctions right now because songbird's literally communicating to us through it. And Johnny's standing right there, which means both of them are on the relic at the same time. So it's not not a good thing. Um, But it's fine. We don't drop her. We don't have to test and see if she can really fly. Uh, uh, But she gets up there and uh, she's fucking out of it. She's messed up. You can collect your weapons. Um, You're going to need them. And then you can kind of follow her um, towards where she needs to go uh, and see just how fucked up she is as she's walking. Like her head's kind of down. Her arms are out to the side. You can watch her fingers like like spasming and twitching as she's walking. And she's like walking with kind of like a weird like erratic pace. Um, She's not doing good. Um, She is is in the black wall she's tapped into it like she just kind of casually just like uses it to just like disarm any like thing like electric thing that is like coming in your way like she uses it to like unlock a gate whatever um but she finally gets like a note on like her like radio or whatever she's got um that the FIA is incoming in just a few seconds and you're able to crawl into a vent just in time for well, all hell to break loose, essentially. Yep. Um, the animation for her walking is a jerky zombie. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, or, because I think I've seen it in some 
it's got to be like some zombie movie or something like that that I've seen where it's that almost alien. My muscles are so rigid that I can't move them with the fluidity of a natural body. It's yeah, creepy, and I love that level. I like that kind of creepiness, but I also freaking hate it because it's creepy. It's, it's very creepy. It's very akin to what they did in the Netflix Witcher for Verena, who mm. was the Brooksta um, that was with Novellan. How she kind of had like the weird, like kind of glitchy like movements and like she was moving at like a different speed simultaneously with normal speed. Like it was that was that was the creepiest shit I ever seen. Straight up in like anything. Like they the way they did that animate like the way they I don't even know if it's called animate. Like if they animated that I don't know. I don't know know what it's called. But the way they did that, the effects on that were wild. All right. So before we start talking about what happens when the FIA arrives, let's take a quick little mid break and then we'll talk about that. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. All right, we do. We do have a new review to read out this week. Thank you so much from Delta Phoenix 25 Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Highly recommended. Five stars. This podcast is full of great lore and comedy. The hosts are amazing and mesh very well together. I've honestly listened to this podcast more than I've actually played the game. 10 out of 10. Mm-mm. Uh, also, we need to shout out Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome to the fam, Chum. You are our most recent patron, and we highly, highly appreciate. And a huge shout out to all of our active patrons right now. That is all 14 of you. Huge shout out. Major loves. All the thanks. You are Chums. Uh, I and don't think... Up, huh? Shout out the few new people that have hopped to the Discord and said hi. Oh yeah, we have had we've quite had a, a few, few of those. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, like ice is new and awkward Khajiit. Oh, Kaji, like that. I, I read it as Adam, Kaji. Adam, who hopped in on New Year's Eve, uh, and what was the other one the other day? I. Epic uh, Rab the Hun. Oh. Yeah, we had a couple a couple people very recently, so I've been saying hello with gifts. Alright, Tosa, you got anything else to add to the middle of the show? No. I do not. Sounds good. Let's get back into it and go with part two of Killing the Moon. So we get into the vents just as the aerodynes start to land. Um, and uh, basically we get to kind of like sneak through and witness um, 
these like conversations as we're going, which is really cool. Uh, and again, we're going to see more like the real versions of characters um, as we're doing it. Um, so we get to see the real Myers for starters. Um, not a, not the uh, fun character that we shot through a bunch of bar guests with earlier in this expansion. Um, she's no nonsense down to business and really wants to preserve her image. So we get, uh, Reed gives her a status update um, where she dresses him down on all of his fuck ups, essentially. Um, I guess not all of them because she does say we can get back to your uh, fucked up procedure later. Um, but dresses him down and tells him like, also that project that so me was on, uh, we can't have that getting out. So if this doesn't work out properly, you got a killer. Um, and like, I can't remember if I missed the dialogue option specifically for it, or maybe she already gave the orders. Um, this does include um, the shit's too sensitive that Myers does give the order to kill the entire spaceport. Oh, which were like, I don't think she says it to us, but there's a reason why all of the Noosa agents are open fire, like do like opening fire uh, on the spaceport that we were about to get to in a second. Um, I will say that like, they, this whole next part, uh, they they need to stop playing with me, bro. Because like like you're kind of like up, like you kind of lean up, like looking through a vent, and like Somi's right there or whatever. And you can literally turn over and just like her face is like right next to you, and they need to not do that. Um, <laughs> it got me feeling some kind of way, and I was I couldn't focus. Um, I'm supposed to be getting the details here from Reed and Myers, but I can't pay attention. Um, there is a point here where Reed tries to stand up to Myers um, and she gives him the like basically like excuse me what was that and he was like well you heard me um, but eventually he does still agree that he will do what needs to be done um, fucking stubbornly loyal to the end read dude <laughs> yep um, and he switches here again because uh, I failed to mention this earlier throughout the episode, but I did take a lot of screenshots from this one. But Reed specifically said, Songbirds made her choice. Now she needs to learn what the consequences are. Yep. Yeah, notice how I've been saying so me this whole time. <laughs> yep. Um, being very, it's very important to make that distinction. Um, I think during this whole thing, V calls her song like whenever she's referring to her, um, mm -hmm. we do know her name is Song So Me. Um, so, like technically, it's kind of correct. Although I'm under the impression that her name is like more of like an Eastern like name association, like like Chinese and Japanese, where the like the surname is the first, and then like their given name comes after. Right. So, but I guess. You know, it's fine. V down to business. V is V. So like, yeah. Um, but I like so me because, you know, whenever I, it, you notice it, when Reed is like talking about like their relationship, he does call her so me. Um, 
but yeah, the name switching up stuff is very important distinctions. Uh, they're really cool. Um, but yeah, we get through the vents. We make it to an elevator. Um, and we make it down back into the, like the main like lobby. And yeah, the the Nusa FIA forces have opened fire on the spaceport. And so they are at an active like war zone with the NCX security. Um, you can kind of just go through here. Most of the enemies are like, like everyone's your enemy. Everyone wants to kill you, um, whether it's security or Nusa. Um, but you can kind of go through here. You can kill a couple people. Like you can fight if you want, um, or you can just kind of like make your way through it only killing like a couple people that get in your way. That's pretty much what I did because for the most part, they're distracted. Um, and it's, it's so wild to me. Just this whole thing though is like Myers is so like shit's gone so against her at this point that like she feels the need to like basically cleanse this entire place to like keep the information from getting out. <clears throat> but you get here, I went into like the construction area again. Um, I snuck my way through that entire thing. I didn't actually have to worry about anyone except for the dudes that come out of the elevator whenever you call it. Um, but we get in there, we make it up to this little like, uh, or sorry, a very important part to put here because they keep doing it to me. Um, you, As you're going to step out of the elevator, a helicopter shows up and is like scanning uh, it's definitely like an attack helicopter is scanning like the area trying to see if they can find you and like 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 songs got like the backup against like the edge of the elevator and like she stops you and like you're literally right there which means that basically you're like end up against her while she's up against the wall which is like that's why you doing this to me why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like, like literally her face takes up half the screen. If you like, look at her, <laughs> like she's that close. And I'm just like, okay, stop this teasing. Okay. Stop it. Um, tell me y'all didn't add any romance. In the, I would have been fine with kissing this woman. I would have been so down. <laughs> um, Look at me, I'm down bad already. Uh, but anyways, you make it to a little uh, fancy, like, I guess, airport cafe thing um, where you can take a breather and kind of talk to her. She is, she needs a moment because she is struggling really badly. Um, and you can, like, I think you can either check her diagnostics or, like, you can ask her what, what help she needs is she'll ask you to get her a water. Uh, you can actually go find a water and like bring it to her, uh, which is like, this <laughs> is really sad. It's just, yeah. um, and then you can ask about like how she acquired this. And she basically tells you that she met some like dapper fellow um, like that wears like really like nice suits with Blue eyes. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Blue eyes. Mr. Blue eyes. So that's not good. It's not good. 
It's really bad. But we're already here, so we just got to follow through at this point. Um, but basically, and we got to talk about this this guy at some point. But uh, I guess the TLDR, Mr. Blue Eyes, I think. I don't know if we ever get any concrete information on him, but there's like a lot of like evidence and stuff points to he's like an AI from beyond the black wall that is like running around in this like person. Um, so, and as we know from the AIs beyond the black wall, not good. No, nope. usually very bad. So, yeah. Um, but she didn't have any, and I think she knows this too. Like she tells, she kind of tells you like, like she knows like she can tell from like the vibe of this character that this like this is not a good person, but she just didn't have any other options. Right. So she kind of had to do what she had to do. And it's like okay. But um we gotta we run. Uh this is like a little kind of action sequence. The helicopter is firing at us, you have to take cover, and then it like stops firing for a bit. You just have to like proceed down this hallway, killing a few people, uh, keep going, taking cover. Um, and eventually you get to the control tower area um, where you get ambushed. Um, they flashbang you. Um, your screen goes white for a second. Everyone, like there's a whole bunch of dudes with like optical shrouds going or the optical camo um, because like uh, I like got like messed up a couple times doing this fight. Because it's like it's a very open area, not like you have a lot of cover, but it doesn't do anything because you get surrounded very quickly. Um, so a lot of what I have to do to like mitigate damage is like it's a lot of stalling for at least for me, is I'm doing a lot of my like my air dashing, which gives me like damage resistance as I do it and just waiting for my region to like kick up enough to where I can take a few more bullets enough to like it like ready waiting for my sand to send to recharge <laughs> like it's a lot of like waiting game and like playing because uh they can fuck you up real quick and if you don't get the net runners because there's two of them up by the tower uh quick enough like you can get fucked up by their their hacks too so oh, yeah, yeah was this was a, a whole lot good fight like i loved this level of combat um mainly because it's like i i really am a combat person i love it um and so for me running around and making sure that i was constantly hitting people with contagion that jumped from person to person to person so that way everybody was taking damage uh the whole time through and then very rarely do i ever run out of ammo I ran out of ammo and had to switch guns. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I just, I mean, mine's just all throwing knives that, like, at this point, come back to me immediately. But it's just, it's a pain in the ass because it's really just like, I can kill a collection of dudes and I just kind of have to run around for a bit because, yeah. like, otherwise I take too many bullets. Um, so I, don't know. I probably could opt, like, I didn't pay as much attention to like optimizing my cyber cyberware as much like i have like i'm full up like as much as my my i guess quote humanity will allow um but like i didn't like go through and like upgrade all of them to like their what is it like five plus plus or something level uh s i don't think it's a five i think it's an s 
Oh, it's an S. My bad. So, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Good fight. Uh, eventually, you kill all the dudes. Get Somi into the tower where she can call the train to take you over to the like launch pad. Um, you have to buy your time. Fight some more dudes. This part isn't as hard um, because you can kind of like they are coming from like the back part, so you can kind of like get them before they progress too much in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just towed it around, like because they control. And honestly, incredible like like concept of like battle tactics for them to like construct this fight. Because the reason I think that it's so hard with the one with the ambush because it's an ambush. Um, but like normally, like it, it doesn't really do much to like set you back. Um, other than they like get the quote drop on you. Um, but they have control of the high ground here. So that Mm -hmm. makes it really hard because they are on like the stairs and stuff. You're on the ground and it's a lot easier for you to be a target. But for like once you are coming from the tower and they're funneling in from the back. Only a couple of them can get up to the high ground at a time. And it was easy enough for me to just kill them one by one as they were doing so. Yeah. So like, cause you control the high ground. And it's like, that is a, this is a great like arena area for like actual like tactics coming into play. Um, which I thought was cool, but by your time, uh, eventually the helicopter will show up and starts blasting the tower. Um, She's forced to like, I don't know if she got injured or if she just got like, like a little like messed up from like, I don't know, like them trying to like fuck it up. I can't tell. Um, but basically you get back in there. Um, she closes up the doors. So like every, everyone else is locked out, but you're like stuck in this one spot. Um, and she's like really injured uh, and looks fucking incredible at the same time. Um, sorry. Uh it's another close-up thing, but like her hair is like all to one side. It is. Uh, I was down bad uh, egregiously for this one, um, but you kind of check on her, and then you act as her proxy for the Black Wall. Oh, yeah. And this part is crazy. Um, so she jacks into the thing. You jack into her. Um, and then basically she unleashes the like full unbridled power of the black wall. She has like a seizure. Like she is like messed up. Her body does like the crazy, like twitching, like things like, like she's getting a fucking exorcism. Um, and then you are able to like, like magic power kind of shit, but you literally close your fist and it, kills the like the four dudes outside the tower and then event and like you do it and you watch it super so they slow it down and you see like this electric arc blasted a one dude's head and then another and then another and it chains all the way up to the helicopter until it's just like riddled with the like red glitchy black wall like animation and then crashes into the tower it is so good I thought that this was an amazing display of what the black wall can do. And then I felt really badass and powerful. And I was like, Oh, now I understand the allure. 
Now I understand why so many people could fall prey to if you can manage to harness any of this power. I can see why you would do I mean, you just, anything. You're insta killing people. Like you are destroying anybody, and it's not even like they don't even have a chance. Uh, but yeah, um, but you're able to like get like it's destroyed the tower. You're like in like it's it's flaming. The like the helicopter rotor blade like literally comes like like super close to you and stops. Uh, it's like right there. Um, but you can like help get her up. You're still like connected to her. So you still have that black wall power. Um, I will note that like, as you're helping her, like the vulnerability and weakness in her voice here, just like broke me for a second. It was rough. Cause like, she sounds like done. Like I, it's, it's, it's rough. Um, but you go through this, you kill all the other dudes, get her on the train um and like she like you're just going talking and there's like a one part that was so creepy because like i noticed it i noticed that i could hear kind of like the what my interpretation was like the relic sound effect and then she says like listen to the hum and it's like oh fuck <laughs> like you can still hear it you're not even jacked into her anymore and you can still hear like the resonant like noise of the black wall in your brain and it's oh it's so freaky it's so fucking freaky because she says it like like scary little girl in a scary movie kind of thing like like that's the delivery it was and then proceeds to turn into a lifeless puppet for a second uh like straight up literally like no movement at all just head hanging like eyes open yeah and like she's fallen unconscious, but it's just the way it, you see it is just like heart wrenching, but scary at the same time. Um, it's a lot. Um, but eventually she does bring up her talk of like how she feels about betraying Reed. Like she feels guilt for like turning on him all those years ago. And you can try and comfort her. Um, but this is just her leading into the big twist, which is the neural matrix can only be used once. And she plans on using it on herself. Yep. And uh, this is, I, mm, there were so many things that were running through my head when this came up because I went the other path first. Um, I went uh, with Reed on my first playthrough. So uh, going back and siding with Songbird and so me, it just, I was like, okay, I didn't get what I wanted in the end going down the Reed path. Maybe I'll get it with the Songbird path. Maybe we can finally like cure my V and he'll be okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Jen. You didn't. I know. You, didn't get, you, you thought you were gonna get what you wanted out of out of a cyberpunk game. Mm. If I had to betray her and kill her, and I still got the neural, like if I still got it that way, and I went to the moon, then I would have been like, okay, at least maybe. But no, no, nope. didn't work that way. Yeah, but yeah, and that I guess I, I wonder what it would have been like. 
like how it would have hit different with because like and yeah we're gonna talk about it um but yeah we already done the spoiler alert but like you get a lot of the story of her life on the other path Mm -hmm. i'm curious like how did it feel doing this knowing all that information it it made me want like i wanted to help her out so much more because i was like i know so much more about you now and i wanted to be able to make it right for her i'm i my v is very selfish so and i was playing it that the whole way through that it was like i am out for me and getting what i want and so, but once I had focused on, I want to help you, it's now something that I want. Um, I don't, I just, there's the part of me that is the role-playing V, and then there's the part of Jen who fucking hates it, where I'm like, you gut-wrenched me, and I'm still happy that you might live on. That was, that was me, too. So, um, yeah, basically she tells you this, Johnny, she falls unconscious. Um, this is like the last she's going to talk for the, for the rest of the expansion. Um, but, uh, you, uh, Johnny kind of comes up and, uh, basically says he's like impressed, like how she played everyone, uh, which sounds like it's like a dig at first, but it's like not. It's just that he like he's impressed how relentless she was at like sticking to this path to save herself, like mm-hmm. doing what she had to do. Um, and you are given a choice here, whether you call Reed now that you know that she betrayed you too, or you can follow through, um, which is what I did at first, the follow through. Um, because even with the twist that it was and how like surprising, it was still like, I can't, I couldn't fault her for this because like she's, she's out to save her life. And that's what ultimately, that's what V's doing this whole thing for. Mm-hmm. You, like V was told that they could save themselves and it's like okay like how can you look at this person like obviously unless you're playing like a really selfish character but i wasn't like how can you look at this person who's doing exactly what you're doing and say that they don't have the right to because of like you want it or something like it, it just felt wrong and like i had already like grown to care about her so much as a character um from like the few like real like deep interactions that we have with her um, and just how like, like I get it. She's playing, but she does seem just so like other than like hiding that secret, she still seems so like authentic and real after like you talk to her at her like old apartment. So, you know, I picked her up, took her in my arms um, and proceeded onto the landing pad where Reed steps out of that shuttle because he's been here waiting. Um, And you can set her down on the ground to talk to him. And it's ultimately a decision of like what 
you're willing to do as a character because if you want to get her on that shuttle, Reed is the cost. Um, and this is kind of the part that I want to talk about, like the mocap performance specifically here, because like you can see like in his movements and the things he's doing, like the drop of his gun, like like how heavy it appears in his hands. Like like the burden of like what he knows he might have to do to like stay loyal to the cause that he stubbornly believes in and quite honestly probably wrongly believes in but like it it's just it's just so like emotional like cuz he's like kind of at his end here and like i mean this is really like his like climactic moment as well because either he gets back so me and is able to like serve the cause of the FIA and therefore still feel like his purpose like he's fulfilling it or like adhering to it or he gets to die on his own terms and doesn't have to put up with it anymore which I think at this point is what he wants he just can't ask for it yeah He's, he's too stu- too stubborn to do so, but um, and you can throw some real like zingers at him too during this part. Like I, one of the the options I clicked, like because the way the dialogue is, like you it tells you a thing and you say like something completely different half the time. Actually, sorry, majority of the time. But like I can't remember what it was it said that I clicked. I think I was just trying to like negotiate with them or say like you know like Songbird doesn't want this, and like like. V threw out a fucking line about like, yeah, the only reason you're doing this is so that you don't, uh, you feel like you actually have a, like, you actually are someone because otherwise you're nothing without this. And it's just like, damn, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, oh. she just throws that shit. She threw that shit out there. Like, you have to do this or else you're nothing. Like, I I get it. And it's like, fuck, okay. Um, but eventually, um, it comes down to it. It's a slow mo like action like drawing your gun moment uh, which can break your immersion incredibly um if uh you don't have a gun in your possession like me i just said throwing knives (laughs) but i was just like oh now i have this revolver i guess i don't know yeah that that that's a little odd and for me uh oh it was a little immersion breaking for me because uh, I have the perk that allows you uh, the body perk where if you're carrying somebody, you can still hold your gun. And so mm-hmm. if I'm carrying people, I still have my pistol out. And uh, they took that away from me in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't put her down while you're talking to him, he will shoot you. Yep. And like you can't defend yourself because uh, you're still holding her. Yep. Um, that happened but- to me the first time. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so you have to kill him and it's obvious, like it, it sucks that you do, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. You get her on the thing, like plug her into like the life support stuff, buckle her in. Um, and you get to choose kind of like what you want to say here. Um, I picked the nomad option, which is you're free. And like, uh, I, I think 
I can't remember the whole line, but like V said, space is pure is pure freedom. So me, uh, like, so it's it's just like real like for a nomad. This feels like the correct course, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you walk back to watch the shuttle take off. I will also point out the fucking like. The level of detail that these fucking assholes at CDPR put into shit to like really see it. You know what the name of Reed's gun is? Oh no, I forgot. Is you can pick up his gun. It's called Pariah. Oh, CDPR is assholes. <laughs> it's so rude. Like that's what he's been this whole time. Like, he doesn't fit in with the FIA because he's too noble. He doesn't fit with Somi because he doesn't realize that, like, he's made it all about himself. Like, all of these things, he just didn't fit. And you can only get this, you can only get this weapon, I believe, if you kill him here. Yeah. Which is like, damn, bro, what the fuck? So rude. Um, but yeah, you can go talk, like, you can talk to Johnny while while watching like the spaceship take off um and he kind of tells you about how like he wishes he was like he could have been more like he 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 wishes he could have gone to the level of commitment that she did for like the cause he believed in but i whether it was lack of determination or because he was too stupid like he he lists off a few things a few reasons why maybe but he just he just couldn't so it's a, it's a real real deep talk um and i'll just skip through like these latter parts or whatever uh you go to credits um and then afterwards you you're on the bench looking at your coin um you can wait a bit and you get a call from alex um to go to the moth uh you can show up alex is told to kill v um but she's not gonna do so uh, because V's going to be dead in a few months anyways. Uh, so why bother? Um, you can drink, uh, like take a shot. There's a multitude of people uh, that you can like choose to do. My first person, I, I said to Jackie, um, of course, like the first time I ever did it. This time I did to read um, because you can actually choose not to tell Alex about Reed, I believe. Um, but I always do because it doesn't feel right to like not tell her um he basically i said you know we drink to read and i told her you know he he got stuck or he, he he got he was too stubborn and he died because of it um so and then she heads off to a warm sunny place and so alex gets a happy ending which honestly makes this ending worthwhile to me uh because out of everyone in this whole thing, Alex doesn't deserve a bad fate because it doesn't really involve her. Like she right. got looped in like to this against her will. And like, so she deserves a good ending in my opinion. But um, on the flip side, um, you can, we go back to that choice where you can choose to call Reed, um, which you can choose to do, but you can still betray Songbird anyways, if you don't call him. But if you call him, let him know, cut out the deal, you know, uh, or you can tell him like you don't want anything from him or you can make the deal um, of like, you know, 
I turn her over to you, but I get the neural matrix treatment uh, cure. Um, and you take her over to the, the landing pad where he, you know, tells you that he was waiting. Um, I this one fucking hurt a lot. Uh, fuck, this is so CDPR is so rude, but Johnny, like you put her down and Johnny says, Hey, how are you going to spend that 30 pieces of silver? And it was like, fuck. <laughs> um, I, yeah, that, that one's rough, but basically he picks her up. He takes her, um, and like gets on an airdyne and flies away. Um, and that is that is the it cuts to credits afterwards. Um, you can get a call from Reed, um, and he tells you to meet him at a Chutu station, um, at the edge of town. Uh, you go meet up with him, and he just wants to know, like, why did she contact you instead of me? Mm. Um, and you can answer, you have like five different answers here. Um, I was I I said shame because she still had shame from betraying him before, and Reed was like, "Well, that's like that was old news. Like, yeah, I never held anything against her for that." And I was like, "I don't have answers for you. Like, I'm just telling you what I think might have been the reason." Um, and he like he gets he basically says like, "Thanks for the honesty." Um and gets in his car and drives off. Um, and it's that, this is the part where you get like that really like crazy Johnny line where Johnny says like, he has nothing left. Um, he's like really done for, he's going to hang himself. You'll see. And it's like, fuck. Johnny is prophetic and yeah, it, hmm. It's also very interesting that, you know, you would assume that giving Reed or giving Songbird over to Reed in both of the different ways that it can be done would amount to the same thing in the end, but it's really not. It is so different um, because when we betray Songbird and go the Reed route, uh, that we'll talk about next week. It's so completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. I think maybe with the way it is and what I'm getting from it is that like, it's not, cause this isn't as like, this is the worst option for Reed too. like, like he's like, he's really like lost either he loses his life or like he just loses like his, his will to live. Yeah. And like, I think it's, I think, and the sad thing is, is I think it's, it's for like the wrong reasons again. Cause like, I think it's the confirmation bias that really does it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's because you betray Reed because he, like V didn't believe in his cause that makes him realize that it's his cause was wrong. But like sometimes whenever we're told something is wrong and we realize it instead of like trying to change, we double down. Yep. And he does that. 
Cause I think, it, I think it is like, because V like he's had all this time, like people not believing in what he, the same thing he does, but it's like V and his like who he sees as his closest friend of the world, both turn their backs on him. And like, I think like, cause in the other path, it's easy enough for him to say like, no, like, so me's the one who made the mistake. Like she's wrong here. I'm right. And you can tell because of this, because this other person, this other person obviously thinks I'm right too, because they sided with me. Like, it's easy to like talk himself into that point of being like, like I, I, I'm doing the right thing. Like she's the one that's fucking up. Right. But here it's like two, like the two biggest, like two closest people you've been to in this, like in your time in night city and like even so me from before is like, they were like, no, we don't, we don't believe in your cause because it's wrong. So yeah, it's rough, but what a fucking excellent, uh, excellent storytelling as always from CDPR. I mean, that's never been a question. Never been a question. So, I mean, we joke calling them assholes and telling them that they're rude and, you know, all of that. But what we're saying is, is that we are upset that we have gotten so emotionally attached to these people. We absolutely love all of the work and devotion and dedication you've put into this and the amazing storytelling. Um, You're just assholes for making us feel feelings. I hate feeling feelings. (laughs) It's one thing I hate in this life. It's feeling really <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, I think, I think I said, and you know, there's the risks involved with, you know, Mr. Blue Eyes and what he might do with like, uh, what Somi brings to him. And there's even a question of like, if she even survives this, like who really right. knows? We never hear from her again. Like we're told we're get we're sent coordinates or we're sent like a message later and you can go retrieve a pin from the moon. But like there's nothing to indicate that it is actually her. It could just be him. Mm-hmm. Like being like, okay, I gotta make this person I know that this this like legendary at this point V person might be a problem if I don't make them believe that everything's good with her. Because Mr. Blue Eyes is cold and calculating. So, um, yeah. So, like, I still, even with those risks involved and that potential, I change my mind and say that, and maybe it's not the best ending, but this is my best ending. Mm. I just, I just can't see, I just can't see a world where, like, like, I just, I turn her in or like, and I don't even like, I want her to have a chance, even if it means V does it. Yeah. I'll just go hook up with the nomads and we'll fucking like cut town later. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I like that ending for you. And the, I think I'm along the similar path also. Um, except, I, I would definitely I send her up to the moon and then touching back on Mr. Blue Eyes 
in the ending that I had previously had as my canon where I stay in Night City and become, you know, like ruler of the afterlife. Yeah. I go on a mission to Luna for Mr. Bright Eyes or Mr. Blue Eyes. So hmm. what I'm wondering is like maybe this is also part of my second shot, my second chance. Maybe that's what I'm doing up there. We'll just see if that it probably doesn't, but I'm curious to see what that might, if that might have some weird thing. Like who knows? Like that ending, like it probably doesn't change much, but like, like in the ending with like when, cause I recently did the nomad ending again or whatever post phantom Liberty, I was able to ask Alt about Songbird. Oh. So there's some changes in the endings. I'm curious. What if... We'll have to play through it. It probably isn't a thing, but what if, like... Because don't you get picked up by, like, an Aerodyne or something or whatever? Mm-hmm. How crazy would that be if, like, Sumi was on that Aerodyne? Oh. All right, now I gotta go. I got we. I gotta go play. Yeah, because I've got to. I've I'll load up the save file where I sent Song Me to the Moon, and then I can just immediately go into um, Embers. Yeah, I, like I said, there's a high chance, probably ninety five percent chance that that's not the case. But like, there's a couple dialogue options that includes Songbird in them. So like. There's some some things there, so who knows? Yeah. Or even if it's like when you're actually on the space shuttle, you're up in space, something. Give me something. Let me know. All right. Yep. I think that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. All right. Mm. Any last final thoughts on these mi- on this one mission that has taken us well over an hour to talk about? Uh, that's it. We should. <laughs> I've talked enough for this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, and as always, you do a great job on these, and I love the way that you laid this out, this episode out for us to talk about. Um, and yeah, come back next week where we will go down the path that I first walked. Uh, so that should be interesting as well. And go follow us on Twitter, where I promise I will post that picture of what my female toasty look, my female toasty V looks like. Um, of course, you can always sign up on Patreon.com/slash/CyberpunkLoreCast if you'd like to hear more from me. I ho- I am co-host of the Two Girls One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. We just wrapped up our Dragon Age Inquisition series, and now we are starting Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Uh, and uh, you can catch me doing the Witcher lore cast, as well as the Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, that I do with the Fumbling for and Almighty Crit Gang. And at the end of every episode, we shout out Miracle of Sound and thank him for allowing his music to be used. 
We use snips and clips from Neon Red, the instrumental version. So thanks, Gav, for being awesome. And while you're out there, listener, stay safe in Night City. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.